right now. Realizing I watched a lot of uh, television with the youngsters back in the day. How about that? I'll say it again. That cab driver in Bucherrios, Mexico, when he said, Senor, you're Espanol. Mucho bueno. Why is that? I said, uh, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> That's right. I learned so much Spanish. I got to brush up on my Spanish, though. <laughs> yes, you do. Come estas. Una más, por favor. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to the RP Show. Oh, very excited about this one today. Very uh, eclectic guest list coming up. We continue to broadcast from South Florida for one more day. Then we'll be jet setting back to the great white north and uh, very excited to welcome in our co-host, our boss, the president and CEO of DuPont Media and the owner of the RP show, the eclectic Darren Moose DuPont, who's got a very busy weekend ahead of him today. How are you doing today, Moose? Good morning uh, or afternoon in, in Florida. I'm, I'm great. I'm uh, excited Good. to have coffee for a couple hours and then get the weekend started. Well, I'll tell you what, I've had enough coffee and I want to get a couple of things out of the way first. Uh, it's, I've been ready and prepped for this show for so long. I've had my prep done for so long, I almost forgot what, we, what I wanted to talk about. So we'll get back on base with that. Uh, I did a little road trip today, as uh, you know, because I was on the phone with you, to Boynton Beach, Florida, which is the home of Danny Barrett. And a lot of people thought I was going to see Danny Barrett the running backs coach of the Houston Texans. No, 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 no. I was on a, a mission to get something else. But I was in the home of Danny Barrett, which was kind of cool doing that. But now I'm back here and ready to talk sports with you on this football Friday for the next two hours. But our guest list has been added to just in the last moments. We've got Jackson Jeffcoat, star at Winnipeg Blue Bombers defensive end, going to join us coming up in the next segment. We've got Ryan Ballantyne joining us, Calgary Stampeders blogger, podcaster, chief punk, and also announcer from the Palace Athena's Fight Club event Saturday night, Women's World Fighting Championship, but also... Palace Athena has lined us up with Chris Cyborg, who is one of those MMA stars that transcends the sport. It's not just the sports fans of MMA that know Chris Cyborg. Everybody knows Chris Cyborg, and she's going to be with us coming up later on this hour. She's the current Bellator women's featherweight champion. She's also a former UFC strike force Invicta FC world featherweight champion, and she's the only MMA fighter in history, male or female, to become a Grand Slam champion, which means holding world championships across four major mixed martial arts promotions. So she's going to be with us a little later on. So it's a very big day, but let's jump right into uh, the quick six show, show topics, please, if you don't mind. Blow the horn, Jordan. How about that? Uh, for the hockey fans, yeah, we're going to start with Thursday night in the National Hockey League. It seems so long ago, but there was a it was a fun night. And Here's our one-timers, real fast. David Pasternak in Boston scored a hat-trick. Tuka Rask made 24 saves in his season debut, and the Bruins beat the Philly Flyers 3-2. In Tampa, Stammer scored his team-leading 18th. Andre Vasilevsky made 24 saves, and Tampa Bay defeated Vancouver 4-2. Florida's now Death Valley, Moose. It used to be California. You'd go in there as the road team and get your ass kicked by the Kings, Sharks, and Ducks, and get sent on your way home. That's now Florida. The Lightning and the Panthers kick your ass and send you on the way home, asked the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Igor Shesterkin made 37 saves in his return from COVID protocol. Braden Schneider of Prince Albert scored in his NHL debut in New York, blank San Jose, 3-0. That's the Rangers. Mikey Anderson, Victor Arvidsson, and Anze Kopitar scored in a, a span of 123 of the third period. L.A. down Pittsburgh 6-2 for his third straight win. In Raleigh, Yegor Chinikov scored two goals. He dazzled for the Blue Jackets. And Elvis Merzlikens 
posted a 31-save shutout as Columbus blank Carolina 6-0. Emil Bemstrom, Patrick Line, Cole Sillinger, friend of the show, and Jack Roslevic also scored for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Matthew Barzal scored with less than five minutes to go to push New York past New Jersey 3-2 Thursday night. Lane Lambert, his friends call him Vane Lambert. The former Saskatoon Blade led the Islanders on the bench because Barry Trotz was in COVID protocol. Everybody in Winnipeg's excited. Connor Hellebuck made 33 saves for his second shutout of the season. And Andrew Cobb scored twice in Winnipeg's 3-0 victory over Detroit. If you threw some change on that game with the 1.5 point spread favoring the Jets with Bet Regal, you won. Spread was 1.5, Jets won 3-0. Robert Thomas and Pavel Buzhnevich scored in the third period as St. Louis came back to beat Seattle 2-1. Jeff Skinner scored twice, and Aaron Dell made 29 saves to lead Buffalo over Nashville 4-1. Did you see any highlights of that game? Dell, it was his first win, first career win. He charged out of the net and threw a body check against the boards. Did you see that? I saw it. I saw it. I'm like, what's he doing? But then I loved it. It was incredible. Wow. First time I ever saw that, Aaron Bold did it. With the Saskatchewan rush, yes. I'm like, this is amazing. But that's lacrosse. I can't believe that Arundel did it last night. And good for him. And he got the win, too. That's like a Gordie Howe hat trick for goalies. Well, that's a Ron Hextall hat trick. Uh, <laughs> Philip Kurashev scored 224 into overtime. And Chicago topped Montreal 3-2. The Habs have dropped five straight. They're 1-9-3 in their past 13. And the Habs are now officially last place in the National Hockey League. Who saw that coming? And lastly, in Calgary, Nick Paul scored twice in the first period. Matt Murray made 27 saves for his first victory of the season. And Ottawa beat Calgary 4-1. And just before we move on to point two, I don't know if you saw Daryl Sutter, the Jolly Rancher, after the game. He talked about... They're not playing enough games, and there was no emotion. I saw enough of that Flames game last night that they did play with. They didn't match the Senators, and the Senators haven't been playing a lot either. You saw Matt Murray's comments probably after the game, how great it felt to get that win. The Sens had the mojo going, but the Flames did not, and I can't blame. Here's Daryl rallying to his players' defense where they were lacking emotion, and man, it would be tough to play in this environment right now. Junior hockey, any sport that's on these pauses, man, I... Give Daryl credit for having his players back. What's the hardest thing to do? Start once you stop, right? Whether it's anything, mm-hmm. whether it's a diet, whether it's running, whether it's exercise, whether it's reading, anything. You get going and you get in a cycle and you get moving and the momentum from game to practice to game to game to practice to practice and you just get in the rhythm. But when you sit down and breathe, you realize it feels pretty good and it's, it's tough to get back up off the couch again. And that's tough. And when you see Ottawa on your schedule, you think it's the Ottawa Senators. We're just going to have our way with them. But what we don't realize is that Ottawa is this really young, youthful team. And while they may not put up all the results, they've got a ton of energy. And so you have to actually work against this group. And if you're not, you see what happened with Calgary last night. Yeah. I saw that when they came through here uh, in Florida, they do work hard. They don't win much, but they work hard, which is a sign. And they're talented. They just don't win. It's a sign that they're on the right track. Um, Welcoming in our comments. Today we will award the $50 gift card for the Taco Time comment of the week. Craig Drebit is watching in Calgary. He says, Bonjour, Rod. Allez-vous parler français aujourd'hui? Do you know what that means, Moose? No. No. It means, good morning, Rod. Are you going to talk French? Are you going to talk French today? 
No, Craig. (laughs) The universal language of no. Hey? (laughs) No is no in every language. Like, doesn't matter. Pretty pretty much. much. Um, It's funny because everybody's still talking about our interviews yesterday uh, with the fighters. And one of the fighters, the female fighter, who was our rock star of the day yesterday, by the way, Clara Resigulo. French was her mother tongue, and she didn't speak much English. There you go. Rock star of the day, Clara Resiglio. And by the way, we got some real challengers for the rock star of the day today for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Jackson Jeffco, Chris Cyborg, and Ryan Ballantyne coming up. But no, no front, no Francais today. By the way, there is a meet and greet tonight at the Alt Hotel, Calgary East Village, with Chris Cyborg in advance of Saturday night's Palace Athena's Women World Fighting Championship. So come on down. And meet Chris Cyborg tonight, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Alt Hotel, Calgary East Village. Look at us with the Calgary flair to the show. Um, Trent is it. watching in Norway. He says, Norway here. Evander Kane must change if he signs with the orders. His NFL playoff predictions are Bengals, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, Steelers, and Patriots. He says, time will tell if these are right. I'm getting to that, and we really got to speed up here. Um, point two is NLL game night. There are two games tonight. The Georgia Swarm are at the Buffalo Bandits, and the Saskatchewan Rush are home to the San Diego Seals. Tenuous, maybe. You're going to be doing color commentator t- uh, duties on the Rush broadcast tonight. Somebody sent me the San Diego Seals roster. Over half the team has been placed in COVID protocol. So, Moose, I'm going to ask you what you know about that. Is there still going to be a game? Are they going to be playing with a bunch of in- reinforcements? What's the deal with tonight's game at Sastel Center? Yeah, it'll be a bit of a patchwork roster for San Diego, and I'm sure they're going to come in with a bit of a, a smaller roster, but they're going to have to piece this together because my understanding is this game's going ahead. I mean, I'm watching this on an hour-by-hour basis, um, but once I'm off the air here, I'm off to Saskatoon to do that game. They'll be fine. They're one of the better teams in the National Lacrosse League, San Diego is. Um, Dane Dolby is one of the best players in the National Lacrosse League, obviously formerly of the Calgary Roughnecks. They got two really amazing rookies who are one and two in rookie scoring. So, yeah, they'll be strapped a little bit. The legs will be tired afterwards, but they'll be okay, I think. It's a football Friday, and so let's move on to point three. And I just had simply written CFL signings slash news. There was an avalanche of it, and bravo to the CFL for that. Um, Led off with Edmonton head coach Chris Jones continues to put his Edmonton Elks coaching staff together. On Thursday, the Elks announced the hiring of newcomers Anthony Vitell to coach the O-line, Brandon Isaac, B.I., coaching defensive backs, Demetrius Maxey, to coach the D-line, Cam Robinson coaching linebackers. Our friend Sammy, Sammy G, has been hired as the director of U.S. scouting. He's the Sammy that I refer to. By the way, it's 11-11 where you are, Moose. And uh, he's in Orlando, Sammy, so congrats. Talked to him last night. He's very excited about the appointment. Um, John in Edmonton has written in and asked what, what I think about Chris Jones anointing himself the general manager, head coach, and defensive coordinator. What do I think? He did it in Saskatchewan with great success. What's there to talk about? Of course, he was going to do that. Uh, Ottawa head coach Paul Lapolis added two new faces to his Red Black staff yesterday. We, had, we talked about that yesterday on the show. Red Blacks, though, released 12 players, including Kenny Stafford, uh, quarterback Dominique Davis, All that is, clearly, is um, new general manager Sean Burke making room, obviously, for whatever they're going to do. 
I don't think we should be surprised by that. And the CFL prospect rankings were announced as well. The first list of the year, Ottawa's Jesse Lucetta, a linebacker at Penn State, topped the CFL Scouting Bureau winter list of the top 20 prospects for the 2022 draft. Jesse Lucetta. And by the way, uh, Jordan Williams, who topped the list a couple years ago, was named CFL Rookie of the Year. BC took him, as you know, number one overall, and uh, it paid off. I want to say this. I had a note from a former sponsor of ours. I want your take on this. He said, this CFL news with the signings is boring because all it is is players re-signing. They weren't going to go anywhere. This is boring news. This isn't news. And I'm like, um, I respectfully disagree. Because Willie Jefferson could have left Winnipeg. Jackson Jeffcoat could have left Winnipeg. Kyran Swerve Moore could have left Saskatchewan. So, yeah. and this is a pretty ardent Rough Rider fan that said that. I believe that it, that it is new. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it is. Especially when it's big names like that. When you're re-signing depth guys, it's a little different. But we're talking about star players. You know, and in a league where... We are not seeing players stay with the same teams for five, six, seven, eight years. Uh, a re-signing is a big deal. So, no, I, I still think it's news. I think it's exciting. You know, and, and in all the CFL news you brought up, the, the prospect list actually gets me the most excited. Um, there was three Huskies on that, that right? list to lead all schools, right? That was great. Um, I think it was Nathan Cherry, Adam Mackhart, Noah Zur. But what... Number two and three, I believe, were the Philpot brothers. If we want to keep on the Calgary train, the two-star receivers yeah. out of the Calgary Dinos program were ranked two and three. So that's exciting for university football in, in this country. Yeah, well, I get where the fan was coming from. And he, you know, it would be news if somebody left. You know, it's, it's more news in that regard. But this is what they have. And we bang on the CFL for not having a lot of off-season news. And they have it. Uh, I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, and it certainly has the fans of their teams geeked up. Uh, to the NFL, and we'll speed up here, but this is what I got as point four in the quick six show topics. The lines have shifted a little bit, very marginally, at Bet Regal, because everybody's going to go down and throw down their bets, right? Or play for free by clicking on the play free sports book at betregal.net. The favorites are still the favorites. It's just the lines moved a little bit. Saturday doubleheader. Raiders at Bengals. Bengals favored by five. It was 5.5. Patriots at Bills. I'm predicting an upset there. Bills are favored by four and a half. Sunday, Eagles at Tampa. Bucks favored by eight. 49ers at Dallas. Cowboys still favored by three. Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs still favored by 12.5. And then Monday night, it's the Cardinals at the Rams. And L.A. still favored by four. Our poll question today is of more interest to me today. It is who will be the NFL Coach of the Year. We came up with, off the top of our heads, these four names. The Patriots, Bill Belichick. The Packers, Matt LaFleur. The Bengals, Zach Taylor. And the Titans, Mike Vrabel. And then Moose went and looked up the odds at Bet Regal. And these are the top four guys leading the poll, Moose. Your Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel. He's got 42% of the vote. And did you not say he's already been awarded that by whom? Who did their Coach of the Year Fox already? Sports. Yeah, Fox Fox Sports, they handed out their fun little uh, internal awards, our awards, they said. Um, and Vrabel was the coach of the year. I think he's the only choice. Matt LaFleur is the betting favorite right now, and that's because his team is number one in the NFL. So when you're number one, your coach leads you to number one, you know, you're probably going to be the favorite to win the award. But, I mean, over 90 players have come through the Tennessee Titans roster this year and played 
That's more than anybody else. The adversity can't be matched. And the ability to get it done, they're six and two against playoff teams right now. They were six and three without Derrick Henry, lost the the offensive MVP of the NFL. So, you know, I think it's Mike Vrabel. Vrabel, I know he's my guy, but the poll kind of backs me up too. All right, Moose, we'll see you, I guess, not till hour two. Yeah, see you then. Dean Tix is watching in Green Bay right now. He says, do you think Mike McCarthy is on thin ice if Dallas loses to San Francisco this weekend? Well, I hope so, but he's in year two of a five-year contract. Jerry Jones saying yesterday it is a championship or bust for the Dallas Cowboys. I do think he's on thin ice. And Jackson Jeffcoat lined up to join us next, has Dallas Cowboys running in his veins. He plays for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We'll talk all things football with the star Winnipeg Blue Bombers defensive end when we return. It is a football Friday you're watching on the Game Plus television network. YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.